Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All glory and honor to the Most High God tonight. I greet everyone in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I thank him for the privilege of life tonight. I thank him for the privilege that he has given me to breathe his ear. Hallelujah. To benefit from everything that he has placed around me. I give him thanks tonight for the opportunity to sit behind this um, this desk. Um, I'm just going to make a 100% full disclaimer that I am I'm not a preacher. I'm I'm not a speaker, but I'm I'm just here to avail myself that the Lord would use me um, in whatever way He would tonight. I I lean 100% on the the love and the prayers of the brethren tonight, as we just share with each other. You know, it's it's been it's been such a season for us you know we rejoice tonight to hear so many testimonies of of the excitement and the exuberance and the the, the preparation in our spirit that the lord is putting um, um and and it, it's it's just so such a confirmation of you know what the lord has really placed on my heart you know it's been a couple of weeks now that the lord has led our youth group um we have a youth link meeting every two weeks on a Saturday afternoon and uh, we've been studying the, the book of Ezekiel and it's been it's been such a journey it really has been such a journey it's uh, probably not one of the the easier books of the Bible but um, the Lord has really helped us and in in just meditating having come to the conclusion of the study of that book um, I was just thinking, just meditating on what Ezekiel experienced in his time and what we are going through right now in this season of pandemic. And I said, Lord, it, it is the Holy Ghost that definitely would have put this in my spirit because Virgin, there's nothing good that's in us. Nothing good. Like I don't, I don't, it's, you know, it doesn't matter what family you come from or how beautiful you are, how eloquent you are. There is absolutely, the Bible says there's nothing, nothing, nothing good in us. And so it is the Holy Ghost that I give credit tonight for everything that is to come out of my mouth. And I was just saying to the Lord, Lord, there is an answer in your word for everything that we go through in life. Whether it be a personal level a corporate level, level, a global level. Your word tells us that there is nothing new under the sun. And I just started to rehearse some things in my mind. I said, Lord, this season of this pandemic has been, it's been long. It's been two years. And I remember at the beginning of the pandemic, the Lord really inspired my mind a few months into the pandemic, just I had written something and shared it and a number of people had commented back. But the Lord was essentially saying, I've taken away the burden of you having to get to an assembly. I've, I've, I've taken the burden away of you having to dress up or, 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 you know, walk the walk and talk the talk in terms of what people expect of you. I've taken, I've removed all of that from you. 
what are you going to do in this season? And that was earlier in the pandemic. And it really was a, a, a thought that stuck with me as the months rolled by. It has been difficult. It has been difficult some days. I know for me, and I am, I am, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm not the only one in this situation. I know it has been difficult for so many on a number of levels, health-wise, as Sister Sharon was testifying, there's been so much, there's been so much struggle, there's been so much challenge in this season, no matter how old or how young you are, like this season has come just to touch all of us, and as I was saying, I said, God, there's an answer in your word for every season, everything that happens in life, and the Lord just took my mind back to what we were studying at the time in the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel was a young man. And um, as I said, brethren, I'm open and honest with you. I am not a preacher. I'm not going to do it like pastor. So just bear with me as I, as I share. And I might look at my notes quite a bit more than he does. But just, just bear with me and pray. Ezekiel was a young man that was taken into exile. What does exile mean? And I want this to be relevant to everybody tonight from the smallest to the greatest, because as Sister Cheyenne, as the Holy Ghost led her to testify this tonight, we at a, we're at a critical junction, not just as an assembly, but as the body of Christ in the land. What does exile mean? Exile is a state of being separated you're separated from your native country. And in Ezekiel's situation, he was taken away and placed in Babylon. He didn't have the freedom to exercise his religious rights. He potentially was away from family members who, because some persons were left back in Jerusalem. But doesn't that sound quite a lot like what we have now in the pandemic? Like, we're not in exile in the strictest sense of the word but that separation that 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 sort of containment of your freedom where a lot of things that you are accustomed to you just don't have that freedom of movement you don't have that freedom to be with family and friends you you don't have the freedom to lean on your brother and to to enjoy the company of the believers and to to you know gain strength from that physical social connection and it's been difficult like I think about Ezekiel and about that time in the exile. There were babies born in the exile. Families had to survive in that season. And it was, it was a season birthed out of their own yo-yo kind of attitude with God. We studied prior in the youth group, the books of Chronicles, First and Second Chronicles, and we observed the up and down behavior of the kings of Israel and how displeased, like it just reached the nostrils of God. No more, he would tolerate it anymore. And so he allowed this period of exile to discipline his children. So the season of the exile, it was, it came because of that slow leak that Israel had allowing the customs of the world, of the surrounding nations to change 
who God had made them, made them to be, to, to, to let it alter their palate for holiness, to change what they would therefore transmit to generations to come, to change how they would speak to their children, how they would talk about, how they would live out the holiness of God. So God allowed them now to be in exile. And here is Ezekiel in this lonely, difficult period. But you know what? Ezekiel was called to prophesy in this difficult season. And he was very clear to show us that the presence of God moved with his people in this period of exile. God maintained his presence with them. In Ezekiel chapter 11, verse 16, it, it, it shows us the, the, the maintenance of God's presence with his people. Um, therefore, it says, therefore, say, thus said the Lord God, although I have cast them far off among the heathen, and although I have scattered them among the countries, yet will I be to them as a little sanctuary in the countries where they come from. And you'll hear me just relating back to what we are experiencing in this pandemic. The presence of God has never left us. Yes, we have come to understand it in a different way, in a deeper way, I'm hoping. But it has not left us. His presence has not left us, just like it didn't leave the children of Israel as they were taken into this strange and, 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 and hostile environment. Ezekiel had to endure a number of hardships during the time of exile. He had to live under the weight of God's hand in order to bring forth the prophecies that he had to communicate to the people of Israel. Traumas for Ezekiel. He lost his wife. The Lord took his wife in order to allow him to be able to feel the weight of what he needed to communicate in that season of exile. He had to endure a lot of hardships. And it is just like, no, like I, I wasn't there physically, but I can just imagine the sense of loneliness, the sense of frustration that he would have faced, that the people of Israel would have gone through day after day after day. Now the prophecies of Ezekiel, as it is recorded, 22 years of his life is what he endured in this condition. We're in year two of the pandemic, in year two of this mental adjustment of, of, of social exile, if you want to put it that way. 22 years of Ezekiel's life is him living out this experience, lost his wife. God allowed him to go through so much to, to experience persecution from his own people basically critic criticizing him and, and and rejecting him and but he had a word to bring out in the season within the season of exile within ezekiel's time god had instructions for him for ezekiel for the as, as the watchman he had ezekiel he had instructions for the watchmen of Israel. He had instructions for God's people, like the general population. The Lord cautioned them in this time while they're in Babylon to observe his instructions. 
Then as he's talking to Ezekiel, as God is talking to Ezekiel continually through these very, very vivid prophecies, prophecies that he had to act out like dramatically as he preached, as he prophesied, as he's doing this with Ezekiel, the Lord says to Ezekiel, Ezekiel, you know what? These people are not going to listen to you. Let's look at Ezekiel 33, verse 30. And the Lord cautions him about the people's attitude towards the word. I'll read from the NLT, Ezekiel 33, verse 30. Son of man, your people talk about you in their houses and whisper about you at the doors. They say to each other, come on, let's go hear the prophet tell us what the Lord is saying. So my people come pretending to be sincere and they sit before you. They listen to your words, but they have no intention of doing what you say. Their mouths are full of lustful words. Their hearts seek only after money. You are very entertaining to them, like someone who sings love songs with a beautiful voice or plays fine music on an instrument. They hear what you say, but they don't act on it. But when all these terrible things happen to them, as they certainly will, then they will know a prophet has been among them. So the Lord was very conscious, um, not that the Lord can be unconscious, but the Lord revealed it to Ezekiel, the attitude of the people in that time. As he's bringing forth these horrendous prophecies, like these, these really alarming things, this is the response of the people. They saw it as entertainment. They came and sat, and it was like music. Lovely, lovely entertainment. Wonderful, dramatic performance, Ezekiel. See you next week, Sunday. And I think about this season of pandemic. I said, Lord, if you are directing my mind to compare what's happening in this season with the exile of Ezekiel, Should we be cautious about what we do with the word of the Lord every time that we are spoken to by God through his, his ministers, through, through anybody who he would use in his, in his particular time? Are we just using it as entertainment? In our heart of hearts, we don't really, we would never admit to, to, to having used it as entertainment, but if we listen to the word of God with absolutely no intention to do anything different, we walk away from the word of God with no plans to take action. I mean, like, you know, like real plans. When the Lord talks to, talks to us through his word, as we heard today, take heed, take heed. Like, do we walk away with, with a plan? Do we walk away saying, there are some physical things that I need to put in place in order to be more aware, to be more alert, to be more devoted. Or do we just say, well, it was a good word. You know, we thank God for his sustaining power, his sustaining grace. God's been really good. Pastor James really did preach today. I really felt the presence of the Lord. And by Tuesday, we don't even remember. Of all the resources that the Lord has allowed us to have in this season, like none, like none other time, in no other season have we been able to, like a cow, regurgitate the things that have been spoken to us. I'm talking about us as faith deliverance. Like, we never had opportunities before to listen over the word of God. Like, 
modern practical things and, and I'm not I'm not I'm not being angry or upset but I'm thinking about my even my own self the 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 the, 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 the sermons being available to us on YouTube we, do we do we take advantage of those or, or are we just skipping from one thing to the next even within the social platform as entertainment we 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 don't have an intention to obey. We don't make any plans to do anything specific with the instruction that the Lord has put before us. We don't take advantage of all the new things he's doing as we are in exile in this pandemic. But, but God spoke to Ezekiel about that kind of attitude back in Ezekiel's time. He said, yes, Ezekiel, I know. I know my people. I'm, I'm very in touch with them. They're, they're like that. I'm giving you a passion to share your word, the word, my word, my instruction, because I'm, I'm, I'm right now having them under a period of discipline. And, and I know, I know their attitude. I know they're listening because, you know, I've made it so, I've made it so interesting that, you know, you're dramatizing some of these prophecies and all of that. They, they, they're listening, but they leave with no intention to take action. And they're okay with it. In this season of exile for Ezekiel as well, it was a time that God was also tending to his sheep. He was searching out the lost ones and he was bringing them home, bringing them home safely. We find that in Ezekiel 34, I won't read too much of that, but when you have time, you can, you know, read through the book of Ezekiel. It's, 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 a, it's a book, but read, read through it when you do have time. But in this season as well, with all the processing the Lord had them through, he was tending to his sheep. His presence never left them. He was searching out the lost ones and he was making arrangements for them to be brought home to safety. And so in this season as well, so in this time of pandemic, so in this time, the Lord is searching out the hearts of men. Yes, we don't have the ability to connect physically and it is, it is, it is very different how people communicate these days, but the Lord is still finding a way to connect with those who are weak and those who are lost. And he is troubling the conscience of those who he has called his own. In Ezekiel's time as well, there was judgment that the Lord exercised within the flock. It was a time of separation, even while they were in exile within that Babylonian environment there was a separation he told Ezekiel mark them that weep and sigh because of the sins of the city he was watching the attitude of God of his own people of his people while they were in this season of exile he told Ezekiel to mark them Ezekiel 9 and verse 4 he said to him walk through the streets of Jerusalem and put a mark on the foreheads of all who weep and sigh because of the detestable sins being committed in the city. You know, as children of God, in this season of pandemic, we can't take the same attitude as the world. We can't get comfortable with what is happening and just 
chalk it up to, oh, you know, just like the Spanish flu came, here comes a pandemic. Oh, you know, this has happened before. There's nothing new under the sun. And we become so passive, not being aware, not taking heed to what is happening in this season. We don't have a burden to cry for the souls of men. There's nothing that bothers us about what is happening. There's nothing that bothers us about the decisions that our governments are making, about, you know, when we look at our children, what they will face because of the decisions that are being made, the sins of the land. God told Ezekiel, walk through the streets and mark Mark those who weep and sigh. Why? Because God was going to eventually judge his people. He was going to separate those who had a concern truly for the things of God versus those who were just a walk in the park. Life's just a walk in the park. And it is similarly now that we have to caution ourselves. And Virgin, I'm not talking down to anybody. I'm not, these, I, I never asked pastor to preach. I have no intention of speaking. I don't, I don't like doing these things. But as, I, as, as it affected me and I began to internalize this and I was sharing with him, he said, well, you, you know, you, you're going to say something on Sunday night. Well, let, let me not even get into that because that's about me. But how are we dealing with this season? Are we, are we feeling the weight of the anointing upon us to pray against the sins of the nation, to look at the things that are happening around us and to be disturbed and to just want to be disturbed? Because when we are disturbed, we are reflecting the holiness of God. We're reflecting God's character. We are saying, God, I want what you want and I hate what you hate. I detest what you detest. Or are we just comfortable to just roll with the flow? You know, we have our conversations with, with, with the people that we work with and the people that are around us. And, you know, we, we just want to play it cool, play it. You know, we want to just be, you know, we're not, you know, we're not shaking the boat too tough. We just, we just want to be. God told Ezekiel to mark them, mark them. He knows those who are truly concerned about the things he is concerned about. A time of separation. A time of separation. And as God prepared Ezekiel now, 22 years in exile for a period of restoration. It was time now, not because of anything that they did. They didn't, the Bible doesn't, well, I was saying to the group as we studied, I don't have any record in the scriptures in Ezekiel here that they repented. The Lord just said that he's going to restore them because he's God, because he's sovereign, because he chose in his grace and his love and his compassion to restore them from exile. So it's that junction now that Ezekiel is at. When the Lord says to Ezekiel, Ezekiel 44 and verse 5, he wants Ezekiel to pay attention. It was so important that as he was restoring his people, he is doing a new thing. He said, son of man, take careful notice. Use your ears, use your eyes. Listen to everything I tell you about the regulations concerning the Lord's temple. Take careful note of the procedures for using the temple's entrances and exit. Like the Lord was using was using this time to talk to Ezekiel about just being aware. 
Use all your senses, Ezekiel, eyes, ears, everything. Just, just be alert and aware. We are, we're at a junction and it is a season of restoration. It's a season of change, as Sister Shan, you know, and others spoke about earlier. I said, God, thank you for your confirmation. We at, are we're at a junction where the Lord is about to do his new thing. And he's not going to take any less than the best out of us. He is not going to accept anything. He wants something specific. He gave Ezekiel orders in this time of restoration that the, the whole point of the temple as he restored them was holiness. He said, that's what it is, Ezekiel. You know, you, you, you're looking for what the arrangement is going to be. That's what it is, holiness. That's it. One word, holiness. That's, that's, the, that's the highlight of what we're doing now. And then the, the scriptures go through several passages of, boy, it was even hard to read. I was talking, we're talking on Saturday, all of us. And as we read the last eight chapters of Ezekiel, it was hard to read like dimensions, like, like specific, specific instructions. This piece of land will be eight and three quarter, one third miles long, six and two third miles wide. 870 feet by 870 feet, 87 and a half feet wide to the left, three and by the time I'm looking on all these measurements, Bridget, I'm like, I can't even, I have no architectural kind of thing about my head. I have no way of understanding what the Lord was saying, but he was so specific as he prepared for the period of restoration he showed it to Ezekiel down to the T. Down to the T. And as we, as I go back to the fact that the Lord was showing to me that this is, this is exactly who he is. This is, this is my nature. I change not, says the Lord. We're in this season of pandemic and we're at a juncture. I'm not just talking about faith deliverance. I'm talking about the kingdom of God in the earth. Hallelujah. I am a kingdom representative and I don't believe anybody gets any special um, singular sort of um, um, messages. Whatever, whatever he pours out to his people is for the body. We are as the kingdom of God in the earth at a junction right now. We look at it and we say, oh, what's the, what's the vaccines? Moderna and those things. And you know what? Things are opening up and the, the numbers are dropping come on that's man's solution that's that's man trying to pat themselves on the back to say yeah we've done it we've figured it out again like what god is sovereign he rules in the affairs of men there's no vaccine that can that can that can you know, hijack what God is doing. It's not a vaccine that is turning things around. God has simply decided or is in the process of bringing us to that road, that place of, of newness that he's transporting us into. But, you know, let's go back to Ezekiel for a little bit. There were many that were lost in the transition. Remember the Lord told him to mark those? There were some that weren't marked. 
there were some that did not align themselves with God's process to to get involved in this restorative newness. If you want to put it, they, they, they fell off the bandwagon. God was ready and he opened the door for restoration and some were lost. So I go back to what the word said today and what the Lord has been really putting in my heart. Pay attention. Pay attention, pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. Pay attention. Nothing happens by chance. I am God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't move by, 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 by the, the instruments of men. I am God. And what I allow to happen, what I do in your life, what I do on a global scale, I do because I'm sovereign. Pay attention. What would you have me to do, God? What is my attitude in this season at this junction? Am I one of those that are, that are lost in transition? Before we move into the, the fact that they were restored, there was another attitude that God pointed out to Ezekiel. While they were in exile, some took advantage of the downtime to build. I won't read it, but it's in Ezekiel 11 verse 2. To build? Like they were so confident of the security of of the world system. They were so confident in everything that the Babylonian government had put in place and and the the, the physical walls. They they were so confident that they, they wanted to build in a time of exile, in a time where they were removed from what was right and what was pure, what was, what was holy. They sought an opportunity to build. What is my attitude in this season as the Lord has allowed? Am I in making investments in my own personal affairs? Making merchandise of what is happening? Taking advantage of Mm, taking advantage of people's demise or or the situation that we exist in to build up my own barns? Is that what I'm about? Is that what I'm about? In this time of pandemic, in this season, you know, would that everybody reflect are you able to say this season of the pandemic has taught me blank fill in the blank what has this season done for you what growth have you seen and as i said guys not guys brethren i am i'm talking to myself as well evaluating my own self It's been almost two years. Can I truly confirm that I know God by the growth that I've experienced in my Christian life? Have I used this season to its maximum advantage to grow deeper in God, to get higher in him? Have I used this season to prepare for this time of restoration? As the Lord begins to do his new thing, as the Lord is restoring his temple, Ezekiel 43 and verse 12. 
as I alluded to before, the Lord says, and this is the basic law of the temple, absolute holiness. The entire top of the mountain where the temple is built is holy. Yes, this is the basic law of the temple, holiness. And what is holiness? Not your dress, your hat, your clothes, your shoes, because trust me, in this pandemic, I have learned and I've come to learn and there's no looking back for me. I might as well just use this medium to say it. A lot of what we thought was important in terms of how we, how we dress up for church and how we, you know, it has to be this way. And we've come to realize that those things really don't matter. Modesty is what the Lord requires. But a lot of what we thought was so integral and necessary, the Lord has stripped away in this season for us to just see him and him alone if we would really see And the Lord told Ezekiel, absolute holiness. What is holiness? Holiness is that separation from unto God, from the world unto God. No shady areas, no areas where, you know, we're not surrendered. And this is what the Lord is saying as we're in this particular junction, absolute holiness. He's getting ready to do a new thing. As he's getting ready to do this new thing, he's giving instructions as he did for Ezekiel to the priesthood. He is saying, this is how I want it done. While you were in exile, you kind of strayed from the exact way that I had outlined it in the beginning. You, you, you kind of lapsed in the way things were done. You started allowing foreigners to come in to, to do a few of the, the, the things that you probably thought were mundane because, you know, these particular things weren't so important. So we'll just have the uncircumcised foreigners come in and just get it done because, you know, we're in this season, you know, we just need a break. And I think about no. What have we given up in terms of what God has placed in us according to his purpose for our lives? What have we given up to say, oh, someone else will do it? Where have we in our journey thrown up our hands to say, oh, you know, that's not necessary now? Or we have just been passive enough to say, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's the season we're in. I can't do it now. Or have we sought God to find a way for the things that we were passionate about concerning his kingdom? Or have we just, you know, someone else will do it. No, 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 no. Absolute holiness now. The Lord is saying to Ezekiel, I'm giving back the instructions now to the priesthood. This is how I want it done. And they are going to do every single one, line upon line, precept upon precept. No foreigners involved in, in, in the arrangements of the priesthood. It's going back to exactly how I want it done. We talk about priesthood. We are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, as in 1 Peter 2 and verse 9. So we have no excuse now for that not being applicable to us right now as we face this critical junction. We're not going back to the way that it used to be. No, it's his way. And it might look a lot different from the way that it was before. It's still going to be uncomfortable. It might still be uncomfortable if we are not yielded to him. He has led us through a process of personal and corporate and global purification. If we have laid ourselves down in this season for it. 
And as the season changes, brethren, as we are at that cusp in the road, I pray that the Lord help us to examine our hearts, to be sensitive, to pay attention. What does God require of me? What does God require of me personally? What does God require of me corporately? Am I ready to occupy that newness that he is calling me into? Is the fire of God, is the fire of his love still blazing in my heart? Or have I just lost it to the times? Have I become so dependent on the structure of the way things were that I have no appetite? I have no appetite for this new way. As I bring things to a close tonight, I want us to look finally at the scripture in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19. And Isaiah prophesied in a similar period as Ezekiel. Remember I told you Ezekiel lasted this, 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 the period of his life, 22 years in this kind of situation. Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah 43, verse 19, behold, I will do a new thing now it shall spring forth. Shall he not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Hallelujah. I pray that tonight, as I have shared some of what the Lord has placed in my own spirit and that I am examining myself by the help of the Lord every day. I pray that this burden and this passion to be more in alignment with what God wants for us personally and corporately as an assembly. I pray that the weight of it would rest upon us, that it would wake us up in the nights to pray, that it would, it would, it would almost torment us. It would just possess us, possess us into a line of action like we've never seen or thought ourselves capable of before. I pray tonight that the Holy Spirit would light a fire within us, Hallelujah. Would alert our senses, our eyes, our ears, our skin, everything, every, every, every pore and, and, and avenue of our body where we receive sensory stimulation from, that he would open it up. That as his kingdom comes on the earth, that we would be ready for this new thing. We would be ready for this season that the Lord is taking us into. He has not left us, brethren. His presence has never left us. Hallelujah. He's been with us. Hallelujah. All the way. He's been with us in this pandemic. In the times when we thought that we had no one. In the times that we thought that nobody would understand. Through our sickness, through our disappointments, disappointments with people, disappointment with ourselves, He's been there. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And He has been faithful to His word. And as we stand at the brink of a crossroads tonight, let us walk away from, not just tonight's sharing. I don't even know what, if this is a message, I, I don't know. But 
whenever the Lord opens up to us, let us walk away with a plan to do. Let the Holy Ghost lead us in an action plan to do something more, to be closer drawn to him, that we don't miss anything. And as I get ready right now, just to happily turn over back to our pastor, I would just love to sing this little chorus and invite you to just prayerfully consider some of what I have. The Lord has helped me to share tonight. I pray that from the smallest child to the greatest of us tonight, that as Brother Matthew preached some time ago, that none of us would be lost in this transition. That we, we, we would not be so hooked up on our own ways, our own perspectives of things that we miss. Hallelujah. What God is doing in this new season. Hallelujah. A season of absolute holiness and separation unto him. I pray that we would not be so desperate for the validation of, of our friends and of the people around us. That we would sacrifice that upon the altar. Sacrifice our devotion upon the altar. Sacrifice our time and our alignment with him on the altar of people's validation. The Lord says, I will do a new thing in you. I will do a new thing in you whatever you ask for Shall be denied. 